0: Most people will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Let me just say that again. Most people will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Oh, I feel that in my soul.
1: I am very intentional with language. I am very intuitive with language. And so for me, when I think of self-image, it is a conscious choice to choose my favorite version of myself.
0: What's up, Style Nation, and welcome to the show. Big, big energy today on the episode, but first I have to say that I am recording this intro from my brand new closet. It's all done. It's complete. It's beautiful. Um, I've realized my clothes are trash and they are not worthy. I'm joking. It's just so amazing. So this is officially my very first podcast episode in the closet fully transform into the official Colophis. I cannot wait for you guys to see more and more videos of it. It's beyond anything I could have imagined. And it's so amazing. I literally spent the whole day yesterday cleaning out my husband's closet and taking that over because I was like, well, now I can't put all my clothes back in here because it really is a true Colophis. And so juicy. So, it's just big things, big, big, big things, and I think it's so amazing, and it's so in line with today's episode, and it's funny, when I do guest episodes, we usually record them sometimes, it, definitely a month in advance, usually, sometimes even two months in advance. It just depends on the schedule, right, because you're recording, and but you're only releasing episodes once a week, so sometimes things can get a little backed up. But I think it's really right on time that today's episode aligns with the closet being finally updated because today on the show, I have Carrie Gavin, success and business mentor, and aka, the possibility dealer. And that's what today's show is all about. And that was my attraction to Carrie when I met her and a community group that we're both part of is, just her gust of for life and her gust to just do things her own damn way, right? To really help women who, what she considers rebels at heart, do things how they want to do them and stop trying to fit in boxes. And that has been something that I have just really, really been trying to lean into recently is like, what am I truly available for and what am I truly accepting in my life as norm? Because I hear myself say this to my kids a lot. Well, my youngest all the time. is like, she'll be bitching about something that she don't like. And I'm like, well, that's just the way it is. And I catch myself because I'm like, I mean, there's true some things. Like a big argument for her is her teeth. And I'm like, I don't know how to get you around brushing your teeth. That's one I don't know we can ever fix, right? Like maybe someday there's going to be something. And then like your teeth become magic and you never have to clean them. I don't know. But I also catch myself doing it with other things, and I'm like, is that true, is that true? And all of that, is that true, and all of that mindset work is really starting to come to fruition with me, and I'm like, do I really have to do things like that, right? Because I feel like it's really the innovators and the visionaries and people who come into the game and shake things up and do things their own way, like that's really the life I wanna create. So that's been something that my husband and I have been talking about a lot lately, is really, really leaning into the life that we truly want to create. And we've been talking about this and thinking about those dreams and goals, and they can feel really big and scary. And especially you think about the people that you're around and the things that you're doing. And I just had this thought the other day, we were talking about some big moves that we are planning. And I was like, well, who are you worried about and what are you worried about them saying? And my question was, do you want to live the same life that they're living? And the answer is always no. Anytime we're holding ourselves back from doing something, we're usually worried about what someone else is going to think, say, or do and about the choices that we're making. But in reality, we don't want to live the life that we're that they are living. So why do we put so much stock into that? So I want you to think about... What is possible for you? What is holding you back? What do you think that you can never do in your life? This has been such a big theme for me lately. So him and I were, um, we've been reading Tools of Titans together. It's a giant book by Tim Ferriss of like all the different podcast interviews he's ever done. And it's an amazing book if you don't have it. And it's like two to three pages from each guest with like their top tips or like their mic drop moments from the podcast interview. And then there's some other best practices in there that um, Tim Ferris dropped in about different things that he does. And there's this one section around fear setting and about there's something that you really want in your life, but you are fucking holding back on it. And it goes to these list of questions and it's super powerful. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but there's a quote in there and it says, and I want you to feel into this and see if this is you, that most people... Will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Let me just say that again. Most people will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Ugh. I feel that in my soul. I'll never forget when I lost my job. I thought, there's no way. Like, this is it. I'm dead in the water. Like, everything I've ever worked for is gone. I'll never recover. I'll never find my footing. Like, nothing will ever be the same. I cannot do it because I didn't know another way. Well, anyone that's listening to this podcast and following along knows that that's absolutely not the case. And I would say that things are better than they've ever been. Ever. Ever. Now, it's the scariest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. So yes, choosing to be uncomfortable, but I would choose being uncomfortable a thousand times over being unhappy. But it's really scary when we don't have the plan. And a lot of us wanna know exactly what the plan is. The plan doesn't exist. The plan is one foot in front of the other, and you just have to trust that the next fucking stone is going to pop up and you're going to step on it. And in my experience, it's so fucking true. Even if you slip off the stone and you're in the fucking running water and you might even have lost a shoe in the river, but you can always stand back up and the next stone is going to be there and it's going to get you where you want to go. So I really want you to lean into that as you listen to this week's episode. We go really deep into what's possible. We talk a lot about self-worthiness. We talk about a lot about our self-image, our current self versus our ideal self, bridging that gap with courage and confidence, how to build those muscles. It's a really, really good episode. I think you guys will totally enjoy it. I know I really, really enjoyed it. So make sure you listen with an open heart and an open mind. And then when you're done listening to this, just entertain me. And I want you to sit down. And a friend of mine asked me, what are you avoiding? Like, spend five minutes journaling. What are you avoiding? And I sent her a message back. And I said, well, now that my closet's all done, I know exactly where I'm going to be journaling that question. And see what's coming up for you. And ask yourself, are you choosing happy?" unhappiness over uncertainty, because you can't possibly imagine how you can do those things, how that life can exist for you, and see what comes up. All right, ladies, my Style Nation babes, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You know, the podcast had a makeover, so the art and the name of the show has changed, So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so it shows up in your feed, the Style for Life podcast, formerly just realized, always just realized, just grew up a bit, got clarity, one stone in front of the other. So make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We should be there. If it's not, let me know. Um, also if you want to hop into the newsletter, I am being really fucking fun and consistent with that and really fucking enjoying it and putting out, I think, amazing content. It's a great place to show up for some extra free value. So go subscribe to my newsletter. I think the best way to hop onto it is by downloading might sync your cycle to your style freebie styled.com backslash freebie but also that freebie's fucking brilliant so you should go download it i haven't talked about it in a really really long time but it's come up a lot lately so i do feel like When things like that happen, that maybe it's a little cosmic coincidence and I like to bring it back up. But if you're new to the show and you haven't heard me talk about this before, I do have, I think it's about an 18-page style guide on how to sync your cycle with your style. And it really takes you through the four phases of your cycle, the energy that you might be in, and then how to adorn yourself and little things you can do to just feel amazing. I drop in my favorite lipstick colors based on my cycle phase and all kinds of juicy tips. It's probably more than you ever wanted to know, but it's so fun for me. And when I started tracking my cycle and really leaning in, Fucking the whole world started to make sense because then I can really see like, oh, this is why I feel like this and tomorrow is going to be better. It's not just like my life is like this every day and talk about really leaning into the possibility of life. It's really opened things up for me and helped me see what I am and am not available for. So katiejustdialed.com backslash freebie download that. It's amazing. It will automatically put you onto the newsletter list where I've been showing up every week with some amazing content. This past week, I just did an email newsletter about bras and my favorite bras, my favorite strapless bra. It does exist. And I know in the summertime, that's a really big deal, especially with these really cute cutout dresses. So make sure you hop on there soon i'm going to put this out here soon i'm going to start a blog so right now i have my podcast on my website as a blog but i think i'm also going to create a blog page of um all these amazing tips and mood boards and things like that with all of my favorite products and all my products and my favorite um clothing choices and my favorite style items and have that living on my website instead of just on the gram because I definitely see a new trend popping off where a lot of myself included and my ladies are really trying to take a break from just living on Instagram. So let me know if that'd be something to be interested in. I'm really excited because I want to take everything from the newsletter and give it a real home. So... If you're loving the newsletter and you're loving those emails, you don't have to constantly filter through your fucking email. Like I love Gmail, but goddamn, the search in my Gmail is the worst. I would love to just be able to go to website and every cool-ass recommendation and amazing piece of clothing and beauty product and makeup choice that I've ever mentioned be in one spot. I think that would even be amazing for me. And don't forget, speaking of tapping into what's possible. I am still running my bonuses that I offered up in my workshop back in May for the entire month of June for anyone who wants to sign up for my signature style one-on-one package. So free personalized makeup, um, free, I don't even know, I can't remember all the bonuses. Oh, stylist on-call services once you finish your package. Um, free meeting with my nutrition coach and quarterly style meetings in addition to everything you get with the signature package. So eight weeks of me and you really, really, really digging into what's blocking you from dressing the way you want to dress. Who is that woman? How does that woman dress? Putting together your style vision, helping you step into it, knowing exactly what to wear, where to buy it, what fits on your body, and all the juice. So if you're interested, or maybe you're just like I would love to just have the conversation and get things started. You can book a connection session on the website, katiejustdyled.com backslash contact. Or if you're like me, like I'm just going to reach out to you and probably send you a DM on Insta and we can connect there too and get the ball rolling. So ladies, let's lean into impossible dreams and making them possible. I will see you on the other side in joy hey ladies and welcome back to this week's show super super pumped to be here finally getting some guests back on the show i've been doing lots of solo episodes recently as we're going through the um brand transition on the pod and everything but i'm super excited about this week's guest so today with me i have Carrie, Gavin, Success and Business Mindset Mentor for Creatives. So we immediately hit it off in a Zoom call one night, late night. And I was like, Carrie, you got to come on my show and talk to me about self-worth, self-image, and confidence. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, lady. I'm super pumped to be here. My favorite things to talk about. And I know we just hit
0: it off right away. So I knew it was going to be super fun. I thought you were going to say, my favorite thing is to talk. And I was like, no, that's mine. Also me. Also <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot of <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Um, I'm going to ask that super annoying question because I haven't come up with a better one. Of Ready? like, Can you give us the intro to all things Carrie Gavin? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I'll
1: give you the backstory. Yeah.
0: Um, So I went to school to be a elementary
1: school teacher. And once my son was born, he was like three weeks old. And I was like, "Uh, I am never going back to school. I mean, like my classroom, because I just wanted to be with him. And so I realized pretty early on that I um, always had a passion for photography. And I decided I was going to start a photography business. It was totally like, just out, like no idea what I was doing. Didn't even know that I could do it as a profession. But decided that's what I was going to do. So, just finished my master's degree, left teaching, went back to nannying. My son came with me. I just started taking pictures of everybody everywhere, and my business started to grow really quickly. And so it was I was a hundred percent self taught. And then this was before Facebook days, reading <laughs> myself. But I would be like reading on online forums and like reading about business and reading about you know the, the craft of photography and all these things. And so. I did that. Um, and I created a pretty successful business pretty quickly. And right after that, um, about two or three years later, I had my daughter and then I found myself 30 years old, divorced and a single mom with an almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old and was like, cool. I have a creative business that I have to feed my kids with. So what am I doing? And it was working. And so, um, I, Started to have other, I started getting like Best of Boston awards and different local awards and all these things. And I started having other creatives coming to me like, how did you do this? How did you make your like passion or something you loved a business? And my degree's in psychology. I'm a teacher at heart. And so I started mentoring other creatives, whether they were photographers or authors, speakers, musicians, like just people that wanted to do something that they loved. And I didn't know like the coaching world was a thing, um, or mentoring really like that. It just sort of, it came to me. So I was just like, I don't really know what that is. And then I discovered there's like a whole industry. And I was like, Whoa, this is like everything that I love because everything that was creating my success for me was not about my actual craft. It was about everything I was thinking The way I viewed myself, I had to actually sit and like reverse engineer my success to be like, how did I do this? (laughs) Um, And so for me, it's always about it is about our self image, it is about our identity and who we see ourselves as in the world. And once I started playing with that, and I started questioning my own beliefs and things that I was like, wait, is that true? And what could I do differently? And I just think human behavior is fascinating. So I'm always curious around it. Um, and one of the biggest places I found to create our own success is looking at our self-image, our confidence, our ability to be seen both emotionally and physically. Um, and so all these things are things that I started coaching people on and mentoring and helping people access for themselves. And, um, yeah, that's sort of how it started. It was totally by accident. Uh, like all these things led me here. Right. It's always the way, but, um, I never in a million years would have thought this is where I would end up, but I love it. Super fun.
0: Yeah. That's so amazing. My brain is like, ping, ping, ping. I know. Sorry. it's a lot. <laughs> oh, because I have so many good questions. I'm like, okay. So like, I immediately feel seen. Cause I'm like, Oh, the pre Facebook, like not growing up with social media crowd that thought we couldn't have, careers with our passions because like you did not do that was not with that those were not the instructions they were passing out in the 80s and 90s really you could be you could be whatever you want to be as long as it's in this box (laughs) that i'm giving you so that's an amazing story um but obviously you started hitting on some of the big points so like psychology human behavior those are the things that like I love so much around style and fashion and what we really connected on or what really attracted me to you in that space was I had this like self-worth block around like fashion and style aren't good enough it's superficial no one really cares because it's stories or things that had happened that I had picked up along the way Mm -hmm. and there's so much psychology behind it and that's what my true love is what are some of the things you were taught touching on like the self-image, the confidence, and ultimately the self-worth. So Carrie, what bucket, do we want to jump in first? Um, The self, let's talk a little bit about self-image is leaning, unless you're about to say something amazing. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, no, no. Perfect. Um, The thing that I wanted to say that I think it, it, it leads into this beautifully is um, in sort of dissecting my own process and like what I really do with people and helping them be seen. Um, really came through my photography work. So what I mean is when I had people coming to do their family photos, I was a family photographer. I did some weddings for a few years, but mostly kids, families, high school seniors, couples, whatever. And the thing about it was my business was 99% referral based. And I would have people come in to order, you know, thousands of dollars worth of photos because I was like a mid to high end boutique style. And they would sit on the couch and pour their heart out. So I actually just made a post about this yesterday. I would have people coming in and they would be like, my daughter has an eating disorder. My husband's having an affair. My son didn't get into the college that he wanted. Like, I never tell anybody this. I don't know why I'm telling you. And I would always be like, I mean, I was always that person my whole life. Like I was like, you know, the mother of the group or whatever. But what occurred to me was I have an ability to help people be who they really are and let their guard down and feel safe and seen. Because if I didn't do that, they wouldn't allow me to document their life, their love, their connection, who they really are in a way that they loved it. If I didn't have the capacity to hold the space for them to be who they really are. Right. So Mm -hmm. in order for them to be seen, they had to trust me and I had to trust that they would let me see them. Right. So fashion was a big part of the consultation because I would have people coming in saying like, okay, we have to get matching outfits or we have to get all white shirts and jeans. And I would be like, Whoa, this is like the antithesis of what I stand for. Like, I am so much more interested in like who you are as a family that I don't care about what like looks good on the wall. And it was so refreshing for people because they were like, what do you mean? Like, these are professional photos. And I'm like, yeah, but do you wear that every day? Like, does that show who you are as a family? No. Yes. Of course. We want to look professional and like, or like you want to look dressed up or whatever the theme is, whatever's important to you. But I would rather your kid be in like a, you know, like little mermaid t-shirt dress and like have her cute little face than be in like a stiff dress she would never wear. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's self-expression, right? So if we don't know who we are and have enough self-confidence to be who we are in the world, that gets reflected on our choices of what we wear, the colors that we wear, the subconscious and unconscious choices we make, whether we're, you know, constantly covering up, that's a physical expression of hiding. Right. So, um, and then there's all this conditioning from the world that tells us this is what it's supposed to be. And that's really at the core of what I love to help people access is a sense of freedom of being who they are. I call it being a heart-centered rebel. Um, all of my work is around being a rebel heart And doing it in a way with love and compassion for yourself, but also just to be you in the world. And I think fashion is a really big part of that. And I saw it in photography every single day,
0: every day. That was the other point when I was like, oh my God, my mind is going so many places because that's a driver for some women on why they want to work with me is the photo shoot. And if I'm completely honest and transparent photo shoots, I enjoy them. I don't enjoy them as my very first experience with a client, because like you were saying, the identity and the who am I and the comfort and the self-expression work hasn't been done in order to translate onto camera what you want to translate. Those things have to be thought of. It's just not a cute outfit. And... Being a small business owner and like you working with small business owners i had to go through that story like i remember starting my business and everyone's like well what's your brand what's your messaging what do you stand for and i'm like i don't know i don't know i have an idea <laughs> and i want yep. to see if i can do anything with it okay. and that was one of my big trigger points and then when i invested that was one of the very first things i did is invest in a photo shoot and it was such an up-leveling moment not the photo shoot not even picking out the clothes but what messages was I trying to convey with my clothes but I had to answer those questions and like who I was who I was that was all the photographer kept asking me and I was like thank god I'm working on my branding with the other person that keeps asking me who am I that I can't answer either
1: (laughs) totally and it's so important right because we hear especially in the online world like branding is everything and you have to have photos and I remember doing like the the interesting thing for me is when I went from photography full time into coaching and mentoring um this weird thing happened I don't know if you can relate with this but I because I went into a new industry I like abandoned myself and all the things I knew to create success mm-hmm. like I was like well everybody over here knows this game and I don't know it so I have to have these like professional looking photos and I have to like sit at a computer and I have to like have a phone in my hand and like I mean this was like 5 or 6 years ago so It's changed drastically since then, but I look at like my very first branding shoots and I'm like, who was I trying to convey? Like, what was I doing? And it wasn't, it wasn't anybody's fault, but I wasn't asking myself, like my approach to self-identity and my approach to getting your work in the world is, is very counterintuitive. I care much more about what you care about rather than what quote unquote, the market is telling you. So I don't want you to go survey your audience and have them tell you who you, who you are. I yeah. want you to do the work to figure out who you are, which we can do and it's a lot easier than you think it is. And it's an evolving process. And then we can show up in the world and say, Hey, this is who I am. And I love that you said that that was a really big up level for you because I noticed. So some of my local clients, actually some of my other clients had flown in, but, um, Once we did like a lot of the sort of inner work, right. Creating more confidence, creating the ability to like really want to show up in their business. We would do a photo shoot Mm -hmm. at the end. And it was life-changing for them to see in print. I started here and I ended here. And now it feels congruent because who I am in pictures is just an extension of who I really am doing the work to maintain. At that level.
0: Right. And so,
1: so important.
0: Yeah, totally. And a little, you said about not doing what everyone says, because even when you were starting, I felt that little feeling of like, oh, you don't need fancy photos and you don't need this. And a lot of people say, oh, you don't need all these things. And I was like, but that depends on your business. For me, that experience wasn't just for my business. How can I style the woman who's getting a photo shoot done that's trusting me if I've never had a photo shoot done? I was a brand new business owner yep. six months into my business, and people are like, You're investing in that. You don't need that. You don't need to do that. And I was like, I do <laughs> because yeah. this is the work that I'm doing. And how, who am I to say? And that's a core value of mine, right? It's like, I want to be authentic and I want, I don't want to just be talking about my ass. I was talking to one of my yeah. friends. Integrity is everything for sure. That's a and to cut you off. No. And that's great is like always trusting your own gut because I was hearing those same stories too. It's like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And I was like, yeah, but I do. Cause my role is not your role. Like my, you can mentor me, but you're mentoring me as a coach and what we both do is completely different. So just, that yeah. that is awesome. So when someone is working with you, so let's talk about, can you define self-image for me? I really want to go down this hole a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, The last thing I'll say real quick, just to to close that loop is I am forever reminding my people, it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. It matters the story you tell yourself about it. Mm. That's one of my core signature statements I say all the time, because this is a perfect example of, yes, you can either do the photo shoot or not, right? And maybe your coach was advising you to do it or not do it. It doesn't matter. But the reality was it's who you are in the process. Meaning the energy that you embody along the journey is far more important to me than the end result, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Who you become. So for you, it was about integrity. It was, how can I ask my clients to do this work if I'm not doing it myself? That's a big piece, right? So there's that piece of it. And there's also It gives you a depth in your own business, in your own life to know what your people are experiencing, right? So you then do have the self-identity of, okay, I didn't want to do this. I didn't think it was important, but there was a little nudge in me that said, yes, do this. I trusted that. And it gave me far more than just photos, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. It matters who you are in doing the thing
0: and the story that you tell about it so powerful so do you want to go back to that question or not because now i have a different tangent oh. <laughs> tangent queen care. self-image <laughs> in a minute but
1: okay Yes, yeah. this is my add brain i'm sorry but you're yeah. here for the ride so here you go
0: <laughs> no i think we both are um no i'm I, honestly i was just joking i did but now i can't even remember what my question is because i'm too busy um like jumping all around and being like oh my god self-image and it's so juicy, but I, I love what you said about it, the journey that you're on because ultimately isn't that the journey funny. of life. <laughs> it's a, what a good analogy. Thank you for closing that though for me. That was beautiful.
1: Yeah, and as far as self-image goes, for me, it's it's the image that I have within myself of my favorite self. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like to use the word my best self mm-hmm. because to me as a recovering perfectionist, people pleaser, like wanting all the validation to make me feel safe in the world. When I say best, it makes me feel inferior. So I am very intentional with language. I am very intuitive with language. When I'm listening to my clients, I can hear what they're saying under the thing just by the words they're using. And so for me, when I think of self-image, it is a conscious choice to choose my favorite version of myself.
0: Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah. I, that's just how I define it for my, for me. I love that. I love using the word favorite. Um, cause I've been saying like big because I couldn't best wasn't resonating with me. And I just couldn't think of another word that was sitting with me as good as like, that was comparable to best and big life for me is because I feel like I have big dreams. And of course in the whole, like, being small and big and all of that. So that was really resonating with me and in so many different spaces, like being in the physical space and a lot of women come to me with the, like, when I lose weight, I'll work with you though. Mm-hmm. So, and then the, the, you know, all the underlying like oh, taking up space and physically uh, energetically and all of that. So like big was a word that was resonating with me, but I also love Absolutely. the word word favorite. That's really, um, a really cool way to think of it. And I love your definition of self-image because I've been talking about this and really diving into this a little bit more of like where that riff comes from in our identity of, and you tell me because I don't have this degree, but just like things I've been studying and reading and like paying attention to is like that actual self versus that ideal self. So is the ideal self that favorite image when I think of my what you were just explaining, like your definition of self-image?
1: For me it is, right? I think there's a dance. It's walking the line between telling my truth, telling myself the truth of who I really am in this season and knowing I can change at any moment. Right. So like there's there's a way to recognize where I really am, but also recognize where I would like to go. And then my favorite place to play is living in that gap how do we do the thought work? How do we do the belief work in bridging the gap from where you are to where you want to go? And more specifically around your self-image and your identity. In my opinion, our power is when we're forward focused. So in my work, I, you know, it's very, it's transformation work. It's a lot of deep work, whatever. It doesn't mean that it's like, we're not excavating all the trauma. There's a time and a place for that. There's therapy, there's all great things, but my personal approach is um, one of my clients coined me a possibility dealer. And I was like, yeah, that's what I am. I just want you to be open to the fact that there are more possibilities than what you might think is quote unquote, the truth. Right. So I think that there's like the, the true self and the like ideal set, like none of that actually even matters to me personally. It's really mm-hmm. taking stock of like, what am I not excited about right now? And what do I want to have instead? Because I will tell you, 99% of people cannot even articulate what they actually want. Mm
0: -hmm. Most
1: people will say, I just want to feel good in my clothes. I just want to lose some weight. But what is the weight signifying for you? What is it that you're running away from? Or what is it that you don't want? Like, can you just be with what is? Because the quickest way to release the weight or to feel comfortable in your own skin or be visible or whatever the things are, is to reduce the resistance, Mm. right? So if I'm like, when I lose the weight, I'll have the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. My question is, why can't we have the photo shoot now to get to where you want to feel? Because the reality is our feelings are something we can generate at any given moment at any given time, right? So if I'm saying I'm, I'm locked into this virus of I'll be happy when, right. I'll be happy when I lose the weight. But the reality is if you're not happy along the journey of losing the weight, one, you don't have the capacity to keep the weight off, whatever that means to you. And two, it's not going to happen because you're continuously feeding the story that you're not enough. Mm.
0: I'm speechless because I'm like, this is speaking to my soul. And I'm trying to like take notes at the same time. you have a recording. It's okay. <laughs> True. I can go back and take my own notes after the podcast. I love that you called it a virus. That I'm I think so- the greatest virus
1: on the planet is I am not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And because, because
1: it's just so many stories and so much conditioning and all the things we've picked up from so many other people where it's just an interpretation. It's not a truth.
0: Yes. So I want to go into the gap, but yeah. before we go into the gap, I I want to explore what you were saying, because I think this comes up for a lot of women, myself included. And obviously you have a ton of experience with this too, with the photography and then now the work you do. So I can't take the photo shoot now. And I want to take the photo shoot when I'm, um, whatever, 10 pounds lighter, 15 pounds lighter. A lot of the things, a lot of the like resistance out here in that space is I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying. It makes perfect sense to me. But in that moment, it's hard to, for someone to see that one thing I butt up against is It doesn't seem like a smart decision, like then financially, even so I spend the money on the photo shoot now and then what in six months, I'm supposed to do another photo shoot and do it again. That just seems like a waste of time, a waste of money, a waste of resources when someone's in that space we're like, yes, I agree with you, but they still can't get to that because their logical side is kicked into the, it's a waste of resources. It's a waste of money. How do you handle that? Is that a feeling? (laughs) It's not a feeling. How do you handle that uh, idea? Yeah, Yeah, experience.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I have so many things to say about it. Okay. First of all, if we're looking at this in the context of business owners, are you speaking to people that want a photo shoot for
0: their business? I'm going to say the woman who just won't even let herself be seen, who hasn't necessarily started the business, maybe wants to start the business. Is that a pivotal transition in her life? Okay.
1: So what is the intention for the photo shoot? I don't know, Carrie. It's my okay. <laughs> No, I'm going to give you two different <laughs> scenarios, right? So if we're dealing with the businesswoman that's coming to you for style because she has a brand and she needs to like get visible, that's one thing. And the other person that I'll speak to is like the mom that wants family photos, but won't do it until she loses weight. Let's do both. Okay. So two different people, but let's dive into those. Cause
0: they're both actually sort of the same. I'd say, cause so, I can see the same woman putting them both off. Totally. I, if I'm the same myself woman, I included, yeah. I have done the same thing. Right.
1: And oh. like, that's why I can speak to this. So <laughs> I always say like, I am most qualified to do this like mindset work because I have to do it every single day myself. That's, that's why. It. So it never ends. Newsflash, like you're never going to arrive. Here we are. That's why support is essential. But anyway, um, so the woman who either has a business or wants to start a business or is newly in business or has been in business but hasn't updated photos, whatever that is, whoever that identity is over here, my question is it's going to be a little bit of tough love, but do you care more about? the way that you look in these photos or helping your people Mm. because they want to see you. You're basically like the elixir they need for the relief that they're suffering with. Mm. And to me, if I was suffering and you had something that could reduce my suffering or alleviate this pain, to be quite honest, I don't really give a shit what the pill bottle looks like.
0: Yeah. I
1: care what you have inside. P.S., that's what people connect with, your energy, your story, everything that makes you who you are. And to be quite honest, I feel more available to reach out to someone that doesn't look perfected, perfect, like all the things are like just so, because I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. So it actually makes me feel more relatable, more reachable, more approachable. If I'm just me, like just who I am, I'm not a like size zero supermodel in a bikini on a beach. Like, I'm sorry, could you say that? No, sorry. I can't. <laughs> I don't know why you're telling me that. Um, so for for me, the, the place where I come up against clients resisting a photo shoot. Now here's the thing. You don't need a photo shoot. You can use your phone, like whatever, But Mm -hmm. people want to see you because they can feel you energetically and they can tell that you have something to help them. Mm -hmm. I don't care if your help is getting your art in the world and bringing people joy, because I hear from creatives all the time, like, I don't solve a problem. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you sell, you solve a problem. You're in business, you solve a problem. So for people that are their brand is them, your people want you. Like they want to know you, all of you, right? And the people that don't, they're not not buying from you because you're not a picture perfect, you know, brand or whatever. So the place that I always go to when there's resistance in that, and like, obviously, I mean, this is very like high level and it sounds a lot more direct than I typically am, but also it's like, do you want to help your people? or do you want to get stuck in like the conditioning of what's supposed to look like, you know, Instagram or whatever, you know? So I come back to service always. Okay, and okay. to the, the mom that is putting off the photo shoot with her kids, because she's had kids and she's still carrying the baby weight and it's 10 years later. And I don't know why, and all the things, all the judgments. Do you think that your kids see that? First of all, second of all, Do you want your kids to be able to remember memories of you hugging and kissing them and being with them and creating memories with them? And when they look back and show their kids stuff, do you think they're going to be like, mom had 10 extra pounds on her? Look at her. No, they're going to be like, oh my God, that was such a funny day. I remember giggling on the beach with mom when she was tickling me when we were getting photos taken. And I was seven.
0: Good point. Right.
1: It's like, give it some context. Everything is within context, right? So like if we can just get out of our ego minds of feeling like it's all about us, no judgment, that's its job, right? Mm -hmm. But if we can just sidestep that for a minute and come back to like, but what's the bigger thing here? Mm -hmm. I have something that I can help people with. I either Help them make more money, or I help them have more connection, or I help them in their relationships, or I help them feel good in their body, or I help them choose clothes that actually make them feel confident. Well, yeah. So just do those things. They want to see you. They want you, right? Nobody can be you. That's you. Mm,
0: that was such a good answer. I love when you were like, put it in the context. Like, will your kids be like, oh, she's got this 10 extra pounds? Like, sometimes you have to say your own stuff out loud, and you're like, it sounds really dumb now that I'm saying it out loud. Totally. And, and I love what you said about the ego. So my first thought was like, okay, so if the ego's doing its job, then I need to be doing my job. Totally. I love that. Right? So I want to go back a little bit. I'm the Tangent Queen. You're talking about the gaps. So we're talking about like that gap between maybe where I am, where I want to be. And I think we agree that that's probably where the magic happens. Yep. So in the gap, would you say that's where we build confidence?
1: So I have an interesting take on confidence. People tell me all the time, like, I I wish I just had more confidence, right? I'm pretty sure we've all said that. I've said that. I'm sure you've said that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I would offer is you actually don't have a lack of confidence problem. You just have a lack of direction Mm -hmm. because, what i hear in that is i don't have confidence is an incomplete sentence you do have confidence in something Mm -hmm. it just might be the opposite of what you want Mm -hmm. right so people are saying i wish i had more confidence so i could post online whatever it's not that you don't have confidence to post online it's that you're more confident you're comfortable not Got it. Right? So your confidence is just misdirected. Mm -hmm. You've given yourself enough evidence to say, it feels better not being visible, so I'm just gonna do that. Because that's what feels safe in your body. Your nervous system is conditioned to think that's safe. If you want to start growing your business, let's say, you have to be visible in some way, shape, or form, but it's new. And so your ego is gonna say, don't do that, it's scary you're going to die. You're not <laughs> really going to die, but your body actually perceives it the same way. So living in this gap is having support in regulating your nervous system and regulating your thoughts and training your brain and recognizing if I do new things, it might be uncomfortable, but I can baby step it in a way that feels good to me. This is a perfect example. So up until now, it's one of my favorite sentences. Up until now, I haven't been able to consistently show up on social media. Mm. No problem. I have a lot of confidence that I will not show up on social media. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Cool. So now we just have to redirect that and say, what if I had the same amount of confidence that I can show up in a way that feels like me, not what somebody else is telling me I have to do? Post 17 times a day, go on all the platforms, whatever. First, I have to check in with me right? So this is why my gap process are is it's where I take people that I call success seekers because we're super passionate about being successful in some area. And once we bridge that gap, you become a self-trusted CEO, mm. CEO of your business, CEO of your life. My definition of CEO is clear, empowered operator. So I want you to be a self-trusted CEO of your life and of your business. And by redirecting how we think about things and the actions we take that are aligned for us specifically, not what the outside world has conditioned us into, then we can activate more courage because confidence is just compounded courage. Mm. It's being brave over and over and over until it becomes routine. But we can't get confident if we don't do something different. The first place to start is look at, I actually am confident. I just might be confident in the wrong things. Does
0: that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. I was just talking to somebody about this. Like with, we use the example of podcasting because we both had podcasts and she was like, you know, the first time you did a podcast, it was uncomfortable. I was like, "Uh, yeah. So what (laughs) you said about be compounded um, confidence, Courage. courage becomes confidence. That's so relatable in so many, so many areas of our, in our life. It's funny because we've been having this conversation with my daughter about you you're allowed to be scared, just your courage has to be a little bit more than your scaredness. And then over time that continuum shifts and the scaredness gets a little bit smaller and now the um courage gets bigger. So yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, and, and it also helps you like recognize you're, you're the one in control of your brain, and your body every time. Right. So, so even though, you know, the primal part of our brain is perceiving a threat because we've never done something before, it has the same chemical cocktail run through our body. If a tiger was chasing us hundred years ago, right? Mm-hmm. A tiger is not actually chasing us but putting my face online feels like the same to my brain from a primal perspective. So when I say I'm, I, I see you, I know that you're nervous about this. I know you're scared about this little Carrie. Also, you're not going to die. It's going to be okay. And I post online and I don't die. It turns out I am rewiring my brain. I am literally changing what is happening on a cellular level in my brain and in my body and the more I do it, the less that
0: fires. So what you're telling me is when I tell her to wear lime green, she feels like a tiger is chasing her. But if she just does it, she can rewire her brain <laughs> to wear if you, the lime if green. You
1: can get, if you can get her on the same page without it being a pressure thing, right? Like you have to do this. But if you get to a little bit of desire, is more than the fear then yes, it is literally rewiring your brain.
0: So I'm joking, but I'm being serious because I think that's something I butt up against a lot. And I feel like you probably do too, is when someone comes in that's talking to either one of us, the desire is bigger than the fear. Mm -hmm. But what we hear is the fear. What I hear is the, yes, I want to work with you. I've even invested in working with you. So that means you're really serious, but... At the same time, I'm still really scared to do the things that um, we all do. That it, it, whether you're investing or not, like I know that going on this walk will make me feel better, but I'm not going to go on this walk, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, it can be as small as that. It, it, and I love what you said about pressure, and that's something I'm constantly butting up against. Is I don't ever want someone to be pressured into something because, in the end, of the day, it is self-expression for me. It is identity for me. What's that baby step and that gap of? The woman that comes to me and says oh my god I absolutely I want so I've had this question on a call actually before and just like a like a connection call <laughs> I want to wear the sports bra to the gym and just the sports bra like my leggings and my sports bra I want to do it and and I want to be okay with my body no matter what my body looks like how do I do it and I said Well, I guess you just have to, I mean, I can't remember what I said, but essentially like you just have to do it. Like you're never going to do the thing unless you just do the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But how, what is that maybe motivator? What's that thing that gets you to that point where you just take the action? Like the, you got to be willing to suck at something. If you want to be great at something. Totally.
1: So I don't know how everybody else does it. I can just tell you my approach to it. I have found the most success comes from micro choices. Mm. So for me, it's so much more important that we start to stair-step as opposed to quantum leap. So quantum leaping is a thing. You can totally do it. Some people prefer it. Some people have a harder time with it. Like you can go zero to 60. Anything Mm. is possible. I am the possibility dealer. I will go to bat for that every single time. But I have found lasting success comes in the micro. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to that woman that says, I really want to wear the sports bra. I'm not quite ready, but I know that I want to, I would celebrate the hell out of that desire and like, yes, totally possible. What is it that can, that you can do? Can you start wearing that around your house? Can you wear it? But with a sweatshirt, can you do something where it feels like it's a little bit of a stretch You allow your nervous system to regulate because you have thoughts that we've already planned out together. What is going to happen when you start to feel anxious, when you start to sweat, when you start to feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And we can pre-plan those things because we can anticipate some of that, right? So I'm always saying I would rather you have a 1% increase every day and at the end of the year have a 365% increase than try to go one to 80, you know what I mean? Like in, there's, there's, and again, it's a nuance because it depends on what it is. There are some things where it's like, you're just gonna have to go and do the thing, but there I have found lasting change happens when we can regulate our nervous system, train our brain to think the thoughts that are actually in service to us, recognize that this is all normal, this is part of the process, and we can do it in a way that feels like we're not gonna die.
0: Uh, so juicy, I have one more big juicy question for you. Yeah. You've said regulate uh, the nervous system a couple of times, and that is, I mean, it's not new to me, I've heard of it, of course, but it's new, as in like my toolbox. Yeah. Um, newly being formed around that. What it so we'll keep using that example of the sports bra. So we're gonna wear it around the house, and even that could be uncomfortable, right? Totally. What is the physical thing? Because I feel like I'm really good around the mental coaching, I have lots of experience and lots of tools, and that's what works. So now, what's the physical action that we're actually that we're gonna take when we start to feel? our body physically react to the change that we're trying to commit? Is there some little tips, tricks, thumping on the chest? I don't know what it is that makes you handle the nervous system response. I feel like that's the big physical response to the thought.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. So there's a ton of different ways to regulate your nervous system. I have found one of the most powerful, simple ways is breathing, Mm. literally breathing. So, I give my kids the, the tool of box breathing. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with box breathing, but you, it's basically you inhale for four, you hold for four, you exhale for four and you wait for four. So similar to like the shape of a box. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it actually, it brings down your heart rate. It brings down your blood pressure. It allows your brain to take a minute, a microsecond, to say, "Like, whoa, let's interrupt this." Right? Because what happens is, is when we feel like we're being chased by that tiger, you know, our body is actually responding in a way for us to survive. So, what happens is, is our breathing, our breathing changes, our digestion changes we start sweating. We start like literally the creative part of our brain gets switched off because we don't need to be creative. We need to actually just get out and run, right? We start sweating. So we become slippery to any kind of attacker that's coming on. Like our body is very smart. It knows what it's doing, but we have to tell it like, I know that you're freaking out and we are not in a place that is unsafe. It's just uncomfortable, right? So for me, I mean, you can do tapping, you can do breathing exercises, you can do affirmations, you can do mantras, you can do journaling, like, there are lots of ways. But I have found that breathing is like the most simple, accessible, easy tool to pull
0: out at any time. Yeah, that's a good answer. Because I was just thinking of if you're wearing something and you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm actually wearing this and someone's witnessing me wear something. You know, what is that thing that I'm doing? Yeah. So much amazing stuff, so juicy, so deep. I feel like there's a part two brewing. Um, time goes by so fast when you're having amazing deep conversations like this. Is there any last thoughts you have? And where can people find you? So fun. This has been so fun, and I
1: would love to come back and do this again. I'll have to have you come over to my podcast too. Um, so people can find me on Instagram is Carrie.Gavin. Uh, and my Facebook group is rebel hearts, entrepreneurs. My podcast is in a season of relaunch. So I will let you know, but it's called daring for the dreams.
0: Um,
1: And you can go to my website, focusing on the heart.com or just message me on any of the socials. You'll find me.
0: I love it so much. Um, somebody said to me the other day, I'm not talking out of my ass. I'm talking it might sound like I'm talking out of my ass, but I'm talking out of my heart.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I think-, I think it's like it's so important to remember like that when I named my business, I was serving a lot of photographers at the time. And it was sort of a play on words because I was like, that is the only thing that matters. And as time went on and I started serving a million other different industries, I was like, still relevant because our heart is the only thing that really matters.
0: Yeah. And so
1: my approach to success is very different than tactics and strategies and algorithm hacks and all the things. It is so much more about the mental game and getting our thoughts right, you know, in order to do that. So the thing that I always say, it's on my wall. I read it every day that in my world, if you're in my world, you're a heart-centered rebel. That's what we do. I have a program called Rebel Hearts Business Academy. It's the most unbusiness business school. That's what it's for. Um, and I say, we know success is created by mindset over strategy, trust over tactics, attitude over actions, and magic over measurables.
0: Mm. Oh, that my. sums
1: up my work. Like, yes, all that stuff is important, but also it is so much more about you as a human than anything else. And that's why anything's possible. Agreed. Mic drop.
0: That's it. There. That's (laughs) it. Magic.
1: There it is. Thank you. So fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: It's been an honor. Thank you.